Every year, when January slips into February, Berlin's foremost petri dish of contemporary electronic, digital, and experimental music takes place at the CTM Festival. This year, CTM celebrated its 20th anniversary, exploring the theme of persistence with a jam-packed 10-day program of concerts, club nights, and performances. Fluffy as this theme of persistence may seem, it nonetheless gives a way of reflecting into the artistic practices of the four artists I was so lucky as to talk with. Well, what is persistence? Something that still exists despite of, existing through, with a power or force that is not extinguished, Something that roots back in time to ancient forms of human existence, or marks the times and places they were brought up in, that somehow sits waiting in our bones, DNA, dreams, stored in our muscles and memories. But persistence is also something that mutates, transitioning constantly, and always resonating and interfering in our hybrid societies and in our histories. We are hybrids of nationality, culture, gender, and so much more. So how do we work with that? Oli Shabara is a versatile vocalist from Indonesia who's become one of South Asia's most recognizable voices in the underground and experimental music scene. Although he is most known as one half of the duo Senyawa, this year at CTM he presented three of his other extravagant projects. The experimental punk band Zoo modern tribal trance in Sitapuhan, and the free improvisation project Combo, which invites various performers from across the globe to improvise together in different constellations. All of these projects, threaded through by his incessant personal exploration of the possibilities of his voice. My name is Ruli Shabara. I'm a vocalist from Indonesia, from Jogja. But I come from a different islands in Indonesia, which is called Sulawesi. And then I moved to Java when I was 14. 
Do you find some kind of rootedness in Indonesian culture with what you do? Of course, because I think roots are not learned. Roots is already in you. It's your memory and your history and your DNA. And it just shows. You don't have to pretend that you're Indonesian. You don't have to. We just put on a leather jacket and make yourself like a cool European kid. But it will show anyway, you know, even though you try to hide it. So I think it's not learned. It's from the accents, it's from the choice of melody you make. It's all there, that's why for singers, for example, this guy sings like this, this guy sings like that. In different songs, they always have the same kind of melody structure. A good singer should have that. It's very identifiable because roots is not always traditional. Traditional music can be part of your roots, but it doesn't have to. I was born in the 80s, so my younger life, I listened to a lot of heavy metal music. That means it's already part of me. It's not just my Indonesian root that's in me. Also, this other influence that shaped me when I was a teenager. Formative years, right? That makes you who you are. So you cannot pretend that I'm Indonesian. So that means my music will be 100% Indonesia. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous and dishonest. Every project that I have have different kind of approach to what I want to say or to do musically. Like Sanyawa is a duo with me and Wukir Suryadi. And in CTM, I'm performing with a group called Setabuhan. That's my newest project, which is two percussionists and voice accompanied by martial arts. And then uh, another one is Zoo. We're performing for the first time the music from Kawagaka album, which is the new album just released a month ago. started as a standard noise punk band. We were just teenagers, we love Melt Banana, Ruins, you know, Boredom, Lightning Bolt. All these bands inspired us in the early year and we were just like, okay, just make this music. But then I started to think, what is the theme of the album? <laughs> first album, okay, the theme is civilization, showing how the civilization deteriorating and destroying itself. I started to make the album thematic, so every album will have a theme. 2012, the theme is language. So when you buy the album, it's packed in actual granite stone, 1.7 kilogram of stone. And then inside, you'll find a recycled paper 
with inscriptions, like strange writings, and nobody knows what it is. And then, in 2015, the album was about architecture. I worked together with an architect consultant firm, and I told them to build me a map of a city. I tell them all the history of the city, you know, the mythology, this is how the city started, and this is how they become really destructive, how it connects to the destruction of the city. There was a civilization with this history. That's the point of that album. And a month ago, Zoo released the new album. And in this album, Kawagaka, people find ancestral manuscripts, unearthed. And they find all these writings with six teachings left by the civilization that we find from that city. And that city, based on that story, is been destroyed. So that means it's post-apocalyptic, but we are not there yet. We are now in this kind of civilization, which actually have been described in the very first album of the trilogy. The people from that civilization, before they were destroyed, they were writing the six teachings for the future generation, which is us now. So we've been in this situation. Now we've seen the future. The future telling us is only bringing you to destruction because we've experienced that. This come from the future and is to be found by future generation, which is us. But we think we're in the past, you know, because it's all happening again. It's all gonna be the same. Basically, life itself is always about circle. All the seasons always coming back. So it doesn't matter which is the past, which is the future, because if you think about it, it's all repetition. It may not be us, but the time is deconstructed. The concept of the timeline of the story it's like restarting again, but with my own imagination of how the world I see ideally from my own perspective as an artist. I like to experiment. I like to find something that will improve me as a person. I don't want to be pretentious saying I want to make my music have impact on people. You can be like that, which maybe you should, but how, you know, the strategy is sometimes not easy. So I think the best way is first to know yourself as an artist, to know what is you, you know, what drives you, what kind of work will you do that you really believe in and you're really able to do. I think that's first, and that's what I'm very interested in. And since I'm a vocalist, the things that I'm trying to find is how to use the voice, the possibilities of that voice, how it will interact or how to apply that. Always exploring how to experiment <laughs> makes me learn more about how I do things and makes me learn more how it's being accepted by people or not. <laughs> For me, it's my tool to explore myself and it's also showing me at what stage am I right now. So you know that, ah, I'm at this point now or I'm not at that point yet or I already passed that. So you know where you are artistically or just as yourself. Oh, I think I can handle this now. I think I can handle that now. That means you're bigger, right? You know, you're better in a way. Or not. Sometimes ah, I used to be able to do that, now I cannot. But the point is you can track it. You know how you are. <laughs> Just by making work, you make something honest that you really want to do it. That's why it's very important for me.
setabuhan is probably 90% improvised. It's all about stamina and the intensity on stage. I wanna be able to have a performance where it's just like you cannot argue with that. It's just the ultimate spectacle <laughs> without having to use complicated electronics or huge equipments or massive complicated channels or whatever, you know, just two drums, one vocalist, and two people fighting each other one at a time. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. <laughs> In Indonesia, we also sometimes involve fire and weapon, different kinds. I hope it is allowed here. Tabuhan, there's no dynamic, it's just a bradududadudum, the same thing, you know, but with muscle instead of like a drum machine. One theme, battle for a long time, non-stop. There's muscles, but the dynamics is within the offbeat. It's trying to catch up with each other. These two drummers trying to sync is the dynamics, it's what makes it interesting. Sometimes it's a bit too fast, a bit too low, sometimes it's just get it, you know, but that's the, that's the point. That's makes this very natural. It's, and you know, you know, you know, it's the other drum is trying to catch up. The other drum is missing, but then the other is trying to, you know, it's fun. Also with the voice. You cannot have a prepare loop to play in like that because there's no metronome, you know? You just have to do a live loop and then figure out a way. <laughs> Something like that. In a very intense way. It's very intense music. It's fast.
musicians are all performing artists. Just like any performing artist, they become something else when they're performing. And they can decide who they want to be. They can be anything if they want. If they're a good actor, if they're a good performer, they can train themselves to be anything. You can be like 10 feet giant if you want, because with your performance, you can make people think that in that moment. When you can become something beyond yourself, you can achieve something that you may not be able to do otherwise. That's so why we have so many people can do crazy things on stage. Incredible stamina, incredible singing technique. How the fuck can they remember all that? You know, something like that. All this can be explained if it's all about energy and use it as a force to get into the zone of trance. Because when you're in the zone of trance, you don't think anymore because it's automatically delivered. If you tell me, oh, can you sing that technique now? I may not be able to do it because I'm not in the zone. This is not the ritual. It has to be in that zone. It has to have a certain energy that you only get from audience. So when you feel the presence of the audience, you feel that the audience is respectful, the audience is ready, that means you have to respect them. That means they're giving you some energy. Look, I'm here to see you. I'm excited to see you. I'm curious to see you. That's an energy that you, okay, these guys want to see me, so I have to take that energy and use it to get into the zone. Human try to make something so they can understand more. Ritual is conducted because human doesn't know how to link themselves with universe. This is the way of them showing that, look, I have this offering I'm giving to you, tree or river. <laughs> this is a way of saying thanks after the harvest. They're not saying thanks to the mayor, they're saying thanks to the earth. And how to do that is performing this kind of ritual. Something is not tangible and sometimes doesn't make sense. But this is just a way that's been done for hundreds of years probably. And doing that is making you learn to communicate with things beyond human interaction. Everything happens because of the universe involvement as well, not just because somebody is helping you or not just because you earn it yourself, you know. But universe play a big part in everything, you know. <laughs> so rituals, ceremonies, or so many things that traditional practices are doing are ancient knowledge. And ancient knowledge mainly connected with how to bridge our world with something that we don't fully understand.
So it's not about whether the ritual is right or wrong, it's whether it's important or not for some people. If it's important for them, so it's not about right or wrong anymore. Many people feel like, but they sacrifice a goat. Yes, they sacrifice another life from another being. But do they have reasons for that? We may need to investigate. We may need to learn also from that because a ritual or ceremonies have to have a function. What is it for? People have different values. Era have different values. Modern civilizations have its own uh, rituals, like going to the club on Saturday night. Some people put makeup. That's their ritual to be somebody else, to become more than what they really are sometimes. You try to be better than yourself, you do some rituals. Maybe in thousands of years, people like put an exaggerated makeup as a performance art to explain that thousands of years ago, hundred years ago, people in that civilization put something on their face so they can become goddess. But in fact, hundred years ago, people just put makeup to go to the club to look beautiful, you know. Your vocal techniques are pretty incredible. I was wondering, like, how have you developed them? What helps you to keep experimenting or what's your method? My method is uh, always trying to add to the register, but not straight away. And listen to everything and try to figure out how to do it without teacher. Just try to do it. Okay, I think this is the way they do throat singing. Then I will definitely fail because nobody teaches me. But that's why you don't use a teacher because you will fail and you will find something that is... This is the thing about vocal technique. If you learn a vocal technique and it seems difficult and you never succeeded, that means you're not in that point yet. Even after you try, yeah, you have to try many times, then still fail, then you're not at that level yet to be able to perform that. So use whatever you have, you know? So if I fail in some technique and I think, ah, fuck, I cannot get to that note. Maybe I'm here now, so I just use this and reach that and explore that in your level. <laughs> and then slowly you can push. But it's all yours. Because over the years you will find something that is truly yours. In the beginning, it's always trying to imitate other people. I did a lot, you know, well, I wanted to sound like this, I wanted to sound like that. But no, it's not interesting if you're just trying to copy what they do, you know. You will slowly branch out <laughs> and make a variation of your own, which is different from what your hero are doing. And you slowly find your own. And when you're in that level, I think it's the best.
I also have this choir uh, workshop. Where I make a system for people to be able to do improvised music with their voices. Not teaching them how to do some techniques or how to sing, but it's a workshop on exploring your confidence or how to be able to use your voice, whatever it is. Some people will have very quiet sound, some people have a big personality, some people have a very weird or very beautiful, some have a very off-tune. But it all works, you know. Every sound is useful. So that makes them confident. And then when they use their voice, it's gonna inspire other people because the system is designed for that. We just play around and then, ah, I imitate that voice. I use this, I respond to that. So that means whatever sound there is, you have to use it or learn to listen to it. So it's more appreciation to sound and appreciation to other people and listening. And then whatever it is, it can be useful because it can be used by other people. Even it's just like ah, squeak or whatever. And they realize, ah, oh, I don't have to sing beautifully apparently. So I'm now more confident, you know, which is always a good thing. And then I will have a concert at the end. You know, people who are not exposed to art world or they never been on stage, they will never experience the sensation, which is indescribable. As a performer, you perform on stage, you're on the spotlight, you present your work, and then people take their time to appreciate that. That is something, you know? And there's a sensation always that drives most performing artists to keep doing what they do because it's very addictive and very, you know, it's a special moment. People take their time to listen to your music, to appreciate it. And then when they do, it's very rewarding that you wanna do it again, over and over again. Imagine if you're not an artist, you never sing before, you never perform before, you have the opportunity to go on stage in a choir to do improvised vocal music and then people love it. <laughs> Just imagine.
you are listening to The Lake.